Welcome to the Reinventing Strategy podcast. We will be bringing forward some ideas and topics that we have been talking about in the past week. And hopefully with that, we will give you some ideas and topics to talk about with your colleagues, friends, and customers. Hi, welcome everyone to today's episode. I'm here again with Reko. Hi, Reko. Hey there. Good to be here. Good to have you. Um, in the past couple of episodes, we talked about StratOps and uh, the new way of doing strategy. And in some of the discussions uh, we've been having over the past couple of days and weeks, the topic of digital and data was one that was basically in people's head and, and was something that, that people wanted to talk about and how that relates to the new way of doing strategy. And from these discussions, uh, I personally took three areas um, that that data and, and digital will actually influence the strategy process going forward. And I, I wanted to discuss that today with you, Reko, a little bit more. So these three areas are data as an input for the strategy process. So there's more and more data out there. There's more and more information that needs to be processed uh, by strategy teams, by organizations in the strategy process, but also on an ongoing basis. So data is basically the raw material, if you want, for the strategy process that continuously needs to be processed and, and used to adjust and, and define the strategic direction. The second area is basically then data and digital as a content of the strategy. So how will companies use data strategically um, to create value uh, for the company, for its employees, for its customers? So data as a, as a content topic within the strategy and, and one specific focus area. And the third one is the use of technology, data, and digital to run the strategy process. There's a lot of tools out there um, that you can use actually in the strategy process to make it more efficient, make it more insightful, to accelerate it, uh, to continuously uh, support it. So these were the, the, the three uh, areas that I've been in my discussions, uh, been talking about data and digital and, and the strategy process. And what's actually critical is to not look at it separately, but look at it in the context of the holistic uh, strategy and, and, the, and the StratOps process. Reiko, what's, what's your view on data and, and StratOps and, and how how to consider data when when running a, a strategy. I know you've been involved in quite a few more technology-driven strategies that we've been doing. Yeah, that's not an easy question to answer. Um, I, I think data is, is um, really important in, in making making decisions and, and basing uh, decisions on, uh, on sound data. Um, I, I think I would add one consideration uh, to your your list of things because I, I think all of those uh, dimensions that you added were more kind of aspects of the same thing that that companies are at the moment pretty much operated by data. Uh, many people don't realize it, but but all of the things, almost all of the things that people are doing nowadays, will 
collect some kind of data in in some kind of system and that data can be utilized now as a result of that um, there are two ways of looking at data one that there was this um, kind of defensive and offensive ways of of looking at data uh, in uh, in the strategic con context and one is that uh, data data used defensively is where you where you try and get all of your data points uh, pointing to the same direction you basically try and get the one truth out of the company whether it be the process or the strategic environment or um, whatever you are trying to look at through the data, you basically try and get the one view of that. However, there is another uh, school, so to say, um, who, who is actually saying that uh, these, these different ways of looking at the same event uh, might not be wrong. So, so you might actually have different versions of the truth in the organization. And, and this is something, something that is... Um, that is actually prevailing and that should be actually in the in the strategy process something that is appreciated because different parts of the organizations look at the same data in in totally different ways and it might be that the uh, for example the customer uh that that you're trying to understand uh is looked at totally through different lenses um, by different parts of the organization and not trying to basically pull these data points together to form you know one truth you might actually want to look at those different truths and and look at you know why is this data telling a different story and and that is that is something of another aspect of data that should be mm -hmm. uh, looked at in the strategy process yeah, absolutely. I, I like the idea of using offensive data in the strategy. I, I, I guess the, the term offensive data can be used in different in different ways. Um, but I, I think one, one, one additional point, I mean, specifically to, to the defensive versus offense is, is if, if you use the data defensively, you're reacting to the market. You're basically taking bleeps from the market and you're reacting to them. On the other side, you can also use data to be proactive and, and, and drive future decisions in a way where you are basically making the market, where you're interpreting the data maybe in a different way. And I think that's exactly where it's very critical to take the different views in the organization. And that's naturally one of the key ingredients that we've been discussing earlier around StratOps, um, about the feedback loops, about understanding how different parts of the organization see the data, interpret the data, apply the data, and, and then bringing that, that back together. There was an interesting article I read, I think it was last week, and it was titled uh, Doing Strategy by Listening, uh, which, which is very much going into that direction of understanding how the organization is using the data, interpreting the data, and then applying it. And it's, it's not only that different parts of the organization 
interpret data differently or see data differently or apply data differently. It's very often that different parts of the organization receive different data, see different data. The people on the shop floor that are working uh, directly with the customers or that are working in the factory get a very different set of data points than the person that's sitting in the corner office in the headquarters that sometimes gets a filtered view uh, of of the data coming from the operational perspective, but has a, a different channel of data coming into the organization. So it's it's very critical to understand what are the different data points, how do the data points relate, and and how do I channel them back into the organization to to make decisions, either to react to something that's happening, something the competition is doing, or something the customers are demanding, or by being proactive and, and shaping new ways of using the data, be it with new business models or, or new services. So, so I think there's, there's a differentiation in that dimension as well. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, I, was, um, I was looking at a, um, an interesting article just this morning or uh, a message actually about strategy by committee and and the writer was saying that you know this will end up being the worst strategy deck ever and in the end he says that that is that the, the reason for this it's that it is inconceivable that a strategy uh driven by consensus or democracy is the way uh to get to their objective and and that for me was like it was somewhat surprising because I, I do appreciate the this this writer, which I'll I'll keep anonymous at this point, um, is usually quite um, adept at, uh, at at summarizing uh, things and trends that are that are happening. But at the moment, I, I think this uh, strategy by consensus, by by being able to collect the feelings from the whole organization and then being able to pull that together into something that resembles, yes, a, a consensus of where things should be taken is, is definitely a way forward. So, so I, I think the, the old truth of, you know, the, 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 the directors, uh, the leadership teams knows best and and that they are egoistic and say, okay, you know, we know where to take this company. Yes, it is important to have a vision, but it's equally important to take, as you said, all the bleeps from the organization, the different viewpoints, and be able to uh, summarize that into something that everybody buys into. And, and and that's the basis of the data and, and using that data and also to feed that back then that, okay, you know, this is what it actually means. No, absolutely. And and I, I think we need to differentiate two, two things. And, and that is what the author might mean. Just, just clarifying, I'm not the author, so I'm, so I'm not arguing for or against it. But um, I, I think there, there actually is some truth to it. Because um, we, we've seen organizations that basically have been paralyzed by just continuing the discussion until everyone buys into the discussion. And at some point in time, there has to be a decision. 
uh, that that's being made. And sometimes that basically needs to be the leadership that that makes those decisions because there are differing opinions and differing directions that different parts of the organizations or different units will basically try to go into so so it's then very important to look at the uh, at the holistic picture and uh, and that very often happens on on the leadership team level so if you have a group um with very many different units very many different organizational parts there there will be differing opinions there will be differing directions and there will be trade-offs uh, where one part of the organization might be sub-optimized in order to optimize another one uh, specifically if you go into new markets or you have new products or, or you create new business models then you're sometimes cannibalizing your core business and, and if you then go for consensus and, and democratic processes then you might actually get stuck uh, at the same time i fully agree with you Reiko. that doesn't mean you cannot or you should not collect the data points you should not have the visibility when making the decision um, to to all of the available data. Now, saying that, it has become very difficult to do that. Because back in the days, I mean, looking back, I don't know, 50 years, a CEO would get letters and, and would have meetings. And, and that would be the input that the CEO would operate on. Nowadays, there's such a huge amount of data that's available, both inside and outside of the company, that it becomes very difficult to process that data, specifically if you try to do that in real time. And um, and I think that is that is the the with one layer that I see where many organizations struggle today is in processing, in collecting, and in processing that data. Because it's it's such a huge amount, and very often the data ends up in a data lake, and um, and is never is never used. But everyone feels feels very good about it because we have all the data in the data lake, so so we're we're perfectly set. But no one uses the data, so it it doesn't really help. And and there there's there's this component of yeah, you can collect the data, you can collect all the bleeps, but unless you have the processes, unless you have the operating model to create value out of that data, and that can be value in the form of customer-facing decisions, products or services, or that can be value in the sense of strategic decisions or operational decisions, I, I think the data is not is not really used in the right way, and uh, and then democratic decisions can be can be very difficult because everyone is is working with imperfect data and is optimizing their own little world. Yeah, and I I, I think you were actually using uh, the kind of the democratic data. You know, it, it is democratic if it's beneficial for most of the company and but but it, it is not democratic due to the fact that that everybody would get to choose uh what what the direction is and that's that's true and and yes i might be a little bit ideologically biased but i i do think that that if you have a company especially if you have a company of experts of very bright-minded people uh, who have the capacity to understand uh, the, the complexities of uh, the organization, the, the, the dimensions of, of what needs to be looked at. 
um, then playing that data back and, and being able to tell that these are the reasons for the decisions that we made and opening up uh, the logic for the strategy will uh, commit people more into executing that strategy than, than just making the decisions at the top. Having said that, I, I find that there are many reasons why not to share data. Most of them are related to the fact that uh, some things you just don't want to tell the whole organizations like uh, like uh, M&A activities or, or things that, that legally need to be uh, kept secret. But other than that, I, I fully trust that it would be uh, important to, to share the, the facts uh, in order for the whole organization to move into the same direction. Absolutely. I, I absolutely don't disagree on that. The, the, um, and and I, I think we're talking about transparency here, data transparency in, in that regard. And, and that, that is critical for, our, for people in the organization to understand why are we making decisions? What, what is the background? From my experience, it becomes very difficult when you have parts in the organization that are not necessarily all moving in the same direction. So as I mentioned earlier, if, if you have a group and you, you have part of the organization that is, is very traditional, has been doing business over the past 50 years, and then all of a sudden you build up a new unit that is creating new services, new business. And that is taking away customers or that is cannibalizing the core business, but is critical to drive the organization into the future. So there, there is a differing opinion and it, it becomes very difficult to to basically count on people's understanding and willingness to work for the greater good when it basically impacts their personal livelihoods. So if I'm afraid that the strategic decision my, my company is doing might cost my job or might cost me my position, then my buy-in is significantly smaller than if I know that it will basically promote my business, that it will promote, promote me in, in the future organization. And, and there are some, some things to consider on how much involvement in the decision-making process you can have and you should have. But at the same time, um, that doesn't take away from the transparency. You can still share the reasons, even though you know that people might disagree, but at least they understand why the decisions have been made and that it basically is something that will that will help the, the, the greater good in, in that setup. Mm. Quick question to you. How do you see the um, prevalence and, and, and use of AI in in the strategy uh, process? I mean, as a as kind of doing strategy, creating strategy, uh, and and kind of helping leaders make strategic decisions. It's a it's a really interesting question. It might actually be a question for one of our future podcasts because I think we can talk forever <laughs> about the topic. My feeling at the moment is that the role of AI in strategy and business decision making altogether will be very similar to what it's taking on the legal side at the moment. 
um, basically using AI to collect data, to interpret data, to summarize data, to, to prepare data, but not necessarily for the final decision making. Because the final decision making still has a lot of gut feeling, intuition, and and human element, if you want, whatever that means, uh, in it. That's that's today not yet possible um, to to put into an AI, and and that doesn't mean that it isn't will not be possible in the future. And uh, I mean, you might have parts that the AI can steer, but then there's other parts that that definitely need a human being to interpret the data, connect the data. So I think short to midterm, it will take more a supporting role, a preparing role and, and a role of providing input. Mm. I, I think there are there are interesting consequences of that. I mean, I mean, for example, if you have a definite KPI of your organization that you have uh, strong data points, about for for many years then i mean letting the ai basically tell you that or or a machine learning solution to learn that and and learn to predict the what the different uh, factors will actually mean and and more and more we will get this not not perfect data but but basically 80 percent of the of the topics that are actually going to affect it it's going to become such that your company is is basically being a kind of can be can react in split seconds to topics in the environment but the, the interesting thing that this will require is that the market will move predictably and and the problem in the current environment is that it's it's not going to be predictable at all for for a long time i mean i mean look at what happened with uh the, the retailers they were trusting their ai solutions uh when the pandemic hit and everything just went down the train because <laughs> they, they couldn't adapt so so i, I think there 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 are major risks to using uh using technology and, and thinking on on this you know machine learning will will rule the companies kind of way but but definitely we should maybe have a guest speaker uh, with us and 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 have a have a little bit of a deeper dig in, into that uh, respect yeah no, I, I fully agree and unfortunately we need to wrap up here now but let's let's definitely keep that in mind for a future episode and let's bring in some people uh, that that can provide different perspectives uh, to this from their their day-to-day life summing up i mean we we started off with Talking about data in the context of StratOps and, and, and different areas where, where data can be and, and will be relevant in the strategy process itself as, as a way of running the strategy process, as a, as a content area for strategic decisions for companies on how to use data and digital as a, as a strategic asset, as well as basically as an input for the for the continuous uh, strategy process basically understanding the the data bleeps on the radar on on what's happening 
from from there, we we basically moved to discussing about data being everywhere, data being uh, in in large quantities all over the organization, and different people having different interpretations and different use for for data in their decision making and into in their day to day operations. And we talked a little bit about the decision making. Um, versus the democratic process. So not everyone actually needs to buy into every decision, but we need to be very transparent and very open with the data, with the information that it leads to specific uh, information or to specific decisions so that we basically get the buy-in from people uh, along the strategy process. And then we can use the data that's floating in across the organization using feedback loops and, and input from different parts of the organization to steer um, along the organization. And then we ended up on the very interesting topic of how AI and machine learning w- will basically influence the, the, the strat- strategy uh, process, the strategic decision-making going forward. And, and there we concluded that it would actually be worth to jump more into detail as there's a, a multi a set of topics that, that are basically feeding into that and, and what that will be doing going forward but i think we concluded that it will be more a supporting function rather than than a prime role of decision making that ai and machine learning will take there at least short to midterm thanks a lot again reko for for really great and insightful discussion uh, i have to say i i got a lot of new ideas and and insights so i hope our listeners uh, have the same feeling and the same experience and uh, I'm looking forward to discuss this topic further with you and maybe with, with our listeners and definitely with our customers. Thanks, Reiko. Very good. Thanks a lot.